get into geek. This is a big one. My name's Mitch, Maddie. Hello. We're here. Uh, we're talking as the uh, title of the episode suggests. We're talking Avengers: Infinity War. I'm under no illusion that anyone has clicked on this, despite it saying no spoilers, and they haven't seen the film and they're taking the risk. I'm under no illusion that anyone's doing that, Matty. <laughs> you and I just said before I hit record, I don't even know how we're going to do this. What? What can we say mm. that's not going to spoil anything? Yeah. If you are the rare person that is deciding to listen to this going, hey, I just want a yes or no, black or white sort of feel, answer about how this movie is, we will try to give you that. We will not go into any spoilers. If we feel like we're going to get into spoiler territory, that's what editing's for. And (laughs) we can just stop and head straight into a full spoilers chat, which is what we're going to do immediately after we record this episode. So uh, if you haven't seen the film don't listen to the full spoilers, obviously. Like I say that with all of our movie reviews, don't listen to the spoilers review before you've seen the film. I have never meant it more than this movie. No. Like, like we've been hedging our bets for weeks on thinking what was going to happen in this movie. Yeah. I was constantly surprised. Yeah. At every 10 minutes, I'm like, I didn't see that coming. Mm. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. So we're not going to go into spoiler territory of any kind. We're not going to do that. So feel free to listen to this. I'm not going to hold it against you if you don't. Uh, For anyone who has seen the film, see if you agree with us. See if you can take the challenge and listen to us talk about this in a non-spoiler way and see if we succeed. And then we will go into a full spoilers chat, which uh, will hopefully be up um, right now when you listen to this non-spoilers chat. It should be available with you. If not, it won't be too far away. Matty, let's get into it. We did have to see this separately. Every other film we come in and review, there's at least two of us that have seen this uh, together. Unfortunately, Brendan and Reese, who do the reviews with us, they were working nights this week. They couldn't uh, make it to the uh, the premiere. So we did experience this separately. And with all due respect, I don't think I lost anything out of this movie because, in fairness to the film, I've got to be honest, I was never that when i say that i'm on like a, a, a figurative sort of level i was never that hyped and excited about this movie excited about the prospect sure and the great payoff of all these movies setting up to it but the trailers never gave me that oomph sort of feel right that big running shot in slow motion at the end of the first full trailer the crescendo of the theme music it's like that's cool but I never got goosebumps watching it. Oh my God, Thanos is finally here. Oh my God, you got the Guardians finally meeting the Avengers. It was all like, that'll be fun. But I just, I'd lo- I'd honestly lost a little bit of energy for the MCU as a whole after Thor Ragnarok. I just, mm. I was a bit meh after watching that movie for the first time. Our full review is up on the channel. If you want to go and check out what you and I thought, I think we did that by ourselves, um, that chat as well. I don't know. I just wasn't excited about it. Black Panther reignited my fire for the yeah. MCU. I absolutely loved it. Um, the fact that he was in so much of the marketing for this film helped a lot as well. So I don't know whether I went in with sort of lowered expectations or just a lower hype, a lower energy level. I don't think I could have been more satisfied with the experience of that watching that movie. Yeah, it's, it's definitely wow, as, wow. As what much a treat. as I love to watch movies with you guys, I did find myself even on my own laughing out loud at certain parts and going, 
oh no yeah oh that just you know and it's like well if you guys were there that would have been great and we probably would have laughed about it and, and we would Lincoln of course would have been a nightmare to watch it with because we all would have had bruises on our legs from him grabbing us yeah that's my brother excited. for any new listeners now he yeah he's a big leg sort of whacker you know he's he sits into, next to you he's one of those guys that when he gets really he sits forward on his chair like yep. leans forward and really yeah. grosses he's himself. really animated to watch a movie with he went to the Australian premiere in Sydney and asked me to come down I couldn't go down so he asked a really good uh, mate of his who's uh, who's a fellow actor and they went along and he said after about the 17th leg slap yeah his mate just sort of looked at him and went can are you done like does, <laughs> do you have to keep what are you doing he's like i'm sorry man i think i'm here with my brother i think i'm here yeah. with my mates like this is just what i do and all he said too non-spoilers he you know messages he goes i just can't wait for you guys to go yeah. and watch this movie but it is like that and I, we say stick away from the spoilers because like i said to ben who again, sees everything as a spoiler. He's not on social media, so he's a bit safer, but there is literally something happening in this movie every five or six minutes that, that would be deemed There's no a massive time. spoiler. There really isn't. And and it's the moments that we see in the trailer that yeah. are the big action moments. Yes, are all there. And, but normally they're the big set pieces and then there's the quiet expositional moments in between that. Yeah. And that gives you a moment to catch your breath. Mm. But because there's so many characters in this and so many characters that are either meeting each other or they haven't seen each other in a long time, there's that emotional resonance. Yeah. Like the amount of times I got goosebumps because it's like, oh, X and Y are talking, mm. you know, and they haven't spoken in a while or they've never spoken. Yeah. Then there's other moments with Thanos that are just, you don't expect those heart-wrenching moments, those emotional moments with him, but you get those as mm. well. So there really is, there's no fat to trim in this film. And that's funny to say at a nearly three-hour film. Yeah. Which went by so fast as well. Mm. Like, I didn't feel like I'd been sitting in the cinema for three hours. Yeah. Well, again, I, I feel like it was definitely my choice to go and watch this yesterday with my wife. And Sarah said to me after, it went by so quick, I honestly felt like there could have been another hour to that yeah. movie, you know? And, she, like, it finished, and <laughs> she pulled out, like, her frozen Coke and took, like, the last swig, and she's like, that was so good. And I'm like, what? And she's like, that movie, that was so good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Frozen Raspberry was pretty good too, but um, <laughs> no, I felt that too. Like what I loved about a, I can't even think of which uh, recent Marvel movie it was actually. I think it actually it was probably the way that I looked at the first Avengers, where if Iron Man was on screen, it felt like a continuation of Iron Man 2. Like it, it was Iron mm. Man flavor. You got Thor, the way that they spoke to each other, you know, the tone, you know, the way that the, the, the scenes were shot, it felt very Thorish. Captain America felt like the first Avenger. Well, and the, the music really helped yeah. with that as well. It re the, the score underneath really did make you go, oh, I'm watching a Captain America film. Yeah. Oh, I'm watching a Guardians film. Yeah. Oh, I'm watching a Thor film. Like it, you really do sort of jump around like that. And I found that in this movie too. And there's like three times as many characters in this film as what they were interacting as what they were in the first Avengers. And depending on who you're watching, I felt like I was watching their film, even yeah. within a particular scene. Now, for anyone who's seen the trailers, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't even seen trailers, why are you listening to this? But there is <laughs> shots in the trailer or TV spots. There is obviously a scene with Iron Man, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. Two characters that have never met before this film. Two Sherlock Holmeses. Two Sherlock Holmeses. <laughs> um, now, you're getting a Doctor Strange sort of quippy line towards Stark. It felt very Doctor Strange. It was like Scott Derrickson had come in and he'd written and directed mm. that shot. And then you've got an Iron Man 
line back and I'm like that feels very Iron Man like each mm. character was exactly who they should be and yeah. reacting who they should be to the opposite character yeah, well, exactly how you'd expect well, it's not like oh this is a Doctor Strange scene so mm. Iron Man just sort of be there and be background yeah be RDA yeah like, yeah, no, yeah it's not RDJ sorry yeah so I uh, I, I really enjoyed um, that aspect yeah. of it it's like it's like uh, Doctor Strange's quips are written by Fraser. Like yeah, they're, yeah, Fraser, yeah. they're very wordy yeah. and articulate and quite highbrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas then Tony will just drop, you know, crass and a lot of pop culture yeah. kind of, you know, he'll throw out those sort of references. Yeah. So yeah, and that that stayed true all yeah. the way through. And I I think the biggest thing that got me about Thor Ragnarok was there were some pretty big things, big threats in that movie going on. But I never felt like anyone was in real danger, even when clearly mm. people were getting mowed down. You had that same feeling with uh, Civil War as well. Look, okay, I did. Now, in the in the lead up to this movie, my big plan was to rewatch all eighteen movies leading up to it again. <laughs> you were never hey, going to. I got that. pretty damn close, actually. Ooh. I got very, very close. I uh, I'd watched Iron Man three, or at least Ooh. one half of it. Now, okay, my. Side story, because uh, we were going to do this giant like ranking the movies one to eighteen leading. I'd still like to do this. Yeah, definitely. Independent of 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 Infinity War, um, Iron Man three. Uh, when I turn it on, it was at like the halfway point where you get the big twist reveal. From then on, I really enjoyed it, and I think that I would really enjoy the first half as well. You put those two halves together, the movie doesn't work for me. But if you watch it purely as Ben Kingsley being this idiot. The movie's great. Yeah, fair point. And you watch the first bit where he's this terrorist, I'm sure it would be great. But I watched that a little while ago. I've seen Winter Soldier a bunch of times because it's arguably my favourite of the MCU movies. I watched all of Phase 1 except for the first Avengers. Like, how stupid. Um, <laughs> but then I sat down with Sarah last week and I said, okay, you haven't seen Spider-Man, Thor, Ragnarok, or Black Panther. She's like, okay, we're going to start watching these. I said, yes, but you're going to watch Civil War again first. So <laughs> and we... this is the first time you've seen Civil War after the cinema, hasn't it? Because you, yeah, yeah, you hadn't gone back ever since. The oh, I, I did in bit pieces before Black Panther just to get the Black Panther sort of origin oh, story yeah. again because I felt like that was a great Fair prequel enough. sort of thing. But rewatching it, I did have a big problem uh, with not the big problem with the airport scene, but just I felt like there were too many comic relief moments. Like every thirty seconds, and every character had something funny to say to someone else, rather than say Ant Man being a comic relief in Team Cap and Spider-Man being the comic relief of, of Team Iron Man. So I felt like that took away from the seriousness of a fight that was already about characters that were pulling their punches. And we're watching an M-rated movie that's marketed to families for the most part, like everyone's inclusive and whatnot. Mm. They want to make as much money as they can. No one's going to bleed in these films. Uh, certainly <laughs> not a lot when you've got super-powered people punching the shit out of each other. So I just felt like they didn't take it. It, it wasn't as serious as what I wanted to. But re-watching it again, especially last week, the movie itself, outside of that fight, is so well put together, so well directed. I, I loved the way that it flowed. And then that fight, I There's think... There's a reason they got the Russo brothers to do oh, the man, War. Those guys, like, give them a crown. They're, they're the king shit. Aside from Kevin Feige, who's the overlord, <laughs> these guys are on the throne of the MCU, man. They just can't yeah. do any wrong. That airport scene, I think what really got me this time was how much shit was going on, like... Aside from Vision, who was obviously just floating above them doing nothing the whole time, mm. there was always something going on behind the main fight going on in front of the yeah, camera. Yeah, the choreograph choreography was amazing. Yeah, but Thor, what really got me... So, again, I'm only speaking as if you've seen every movie up until Infinity War. Asgard's destroyed at the end. Like You just watch Asgard, the realm eternal, destroyed. They're all watching it out, and then you've got Korg, who is arguably my favourite character of the film, and he's like, 
Oh, yeah, the foundations are still there, bro. You can uh, make it up, hey? Oh, no, shit. Oh, it's blown up, bro. Yeah, now it's gone. Your, your home's oh, gone forever, you know? Those foundations are gone. Yeah, They're and right. that's a funny line, but I'm like, Asgard just blew up. Like, don't don't take away the seriousness out of that because I feel like that's going to have, you know, long-lasting sort of repercussions. Mm. And then at the end, they're like, where do we go? You know, where should we go now? We're gonna, we've got all these people that need a home. And then uh, he looks at the, 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 the cockroach thing that Korg's been hanging around with the whole time. Oh, where are you from? Oh, no, he's dead, bro. Yeah, yeah, he died in the battle. I just picked him up. And then he's, oh, no, shit, he's alive. Okay, we go to Earth. Cut to credits. I'm like, I don't know. I just felt like there was so much humor. It was too much humor that took away from the seriousness. What I loved about Infinity War, rather than calling it humor, I'm calling it a bit of levity. Like, Yeah, it, it, it definitely was. You could say Ragnarok was a comedy. Yeah. It was, It was. you know, in the same way people say there's like dramedies and stuff like yeah. that. This was an... Action and yeah, Is and what I love about what the Russo brothers have done in Winter Soldier, Civil War, and now Infinity War is they have plenty of comedic moments and scenes and they are, they come from a background of directing TV comedies mm. in the community and arrested development but they're not funny scenes like they're not there to make you laugh yeah. it's there to sort of just let you relax a little bit from so you know the same way Avengers did it the first Avengers yeah. it was it was that was a serious action movie mm. but there was just those little pops of levity in there yeah. and Infinity War definitely accomplished that and then then there's a handbrake turn and suddenly we're just like having a real serious like DM moment mm. and it's like, oh, they're bringing the feels as well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's really well done the way they're able to, to jump between all those things. And the last thing I think I want to get at before I'm not going to be able to help talk about spoilers so I'm going to have to move on. As I look to you, I'm having to look over a life-size replica of an Infinity Gauntlet. Just hit that for a second. Yeah, baby. Now, the big question, the big thing about this movie is Thanos. He's this villain. Now, even people that have been watching these movies, you don't really know much about Thanos. The idea that they're like banking on this film like, Thanos is coming. It's like, awesome. Who is that? And why should we care? big purple CG character. That'll go well. It always has before. (laughs) And it's marketed around him, this big threat in a franchise that if it has one problem, it's the fact that they don't have very many memorable villains. Now, I thought Killmonger was great in Black Panther. Obviously, Loki is a great sort of mainstay. I'm a big fan of Red Skull from Captain America, uh, mainly because I just love Hugo Weaving. I love the accent that he did. I don't know, but I like... Mainly because I love Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Nazis get get their asses whooped. But they don't have a lot of long-lasting, you know, villains. And so this is all about the villain. And this isn't a spoiler, but arguably Thanos is the main character of this film. You you go through a lot of emotional sort of, you know, story turns with this character, as well as following his motivation. And, you know, you get to see, you know, what his, uh, what his end game is and all that sort of gear. Really clever the way they've done it. Like, oh, yeah, he, he could just be like a Steppenwolf that just rocks up and says nonsensical stuff to sound threatening and then disappears again. But it's like, no, we, we see him go toe to toe. Like he, he, he doesn't just stand back and let his no. generals do stuff. You see him in hand, in, in a hand hand combat. I'm not gonna say with who, but he's like he's mm. he's fighting hand to hand. He's getting down and dirty. Yeah. Um. But then he's also stepping back and giving orders. And then you're also finding out a lot about him and and why. And and that's really important for a good villain is to, is to mm. find out the why. Yeah. And they re- we spent a lot more time with Thanos than I thought we would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in no way was it a detriment to the yeah. story in any way, shape, or form. And I think with Killmonger, the big thing that people took out of Black Panther was, hang on, was he right? You know, like, people sympathise with that 
with that bad guy up mm. until a point where he wanted to go yeah, full they, like they genocidal. Yeah, they forget every right? one of those little lumps on his chest is, stands for every person that he's killed. Yeah. They're like, no, no, Killmonger was right. I'm yeah. totally team Killmonger. <laughs> and it's like, no. Now, I, I got to go and rewatch that at the movies last week, which is which is great before I were watching um, Infinity War. And. Yeah, I'm like, I can see this. Yeah, why people like? No, I was. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very black or white. I'm teaming with the hero, but I can understand why people would say that. And I'm like, to a point, I'm like, yeah, he's coming at this from a, a good intention, but he's going at it the completely wrong way. Hmm. And it's Thanos the- is the same thing. Without going into detail as well, and I'm, I, I'm sure I should drink every time I say that. But uh-huh. when it's revealed exactly what he wants to do, it's like that sounds like maybe it should be a good idea. But I feel mm. like you've taken it too far already, and you want to take it yeah. like next level it's what i call the ultron effect and that was ultron was a great villain up until the point when they're in wakanda or they're near wakanda and they're in those ships and he's getting the vibranium and ultron says what you think i'm going to tell you my evil plan Mm. no good villain thinks they're evil Mm. every villain thinks they're the hero yeah that's look at um les miserables the whole the reason that's so popular over hundreds of years is because the villain thinks he's the good guy mm. and the good, you know. So you want to every great bad guy, yeah. And and you're right because the, what I love about the idea of Ultron is that Tony Stark creates him to protect Earth at mm. all costs, protect Earth. And so when he becomes self-aware in an instant, when he learns everything in the whole history yeah. of humanity, that whole movie he should have thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah, at no point should he have referred to what he was doing as his. "Quote unquote evil plan," and I don't mind him coming at them aggressively the way that he did. Clearly, when he's like, "I need to kill you because to save Earth, I need to get humanity out of here because you guys are actually yeah. destroying hey, the joint." That's a, that's a Twilight Zone staple right there. Yeah. It's like to save humanity, I need to kill it. Yeah, sorted, not a problem. Yeah, so with with Thanos, like he knows he's doing some bad shit, but he's like, "Well, it, it's, it's collateral the, damage, it's for man. The greater good. It's for the greater good, it's and I don't time... care whether you don't see that because I'm. I think." I, I might be the only one that's right. You There's know? that that philosophical sort of what if that they that, that people love to sort of pose, and they say, okay, there's a train full of people bucketing along, and there's, and there's a person tied to the train tracks. Mm. Now you can either not do anything and let that train run over and kill that one person, or you can pull the you can pull a lever and the train will, will verge and everyone on that train will crash and die. Mm. Which do you do? Mm. You know, there's no right answer. Yeah. You know, so, and it's kind of like, that's almost what Thanos is doing. Yeah. He's like, this is what has been brought before him. And he's like, well, I'm going to do what I think is the moral correct thing to do. If some people need to die, so be it. Yeah. Collateral damage. Hmm. That's what it is. Well, so. I think that I think they succeeded in, in, in how I was worried about this movie going in was like everything about it could be great except the fact they are relying on a main character CGI villain. Mm. Like CGI, which they don't get 100%, I don't think, ever, but no one does, but still like a main character like that and villains, which they've only nailed, you know, like 15% of the time. Yeah. There was only one moment when the Thanos CGI around his mouth, I was a bit... Oh, mm. and I think that purely became because it was a very soft, quiet moment uh, that Thanos was having uh, with with a member of his family, and I think it would have been because they did mocap on Josh Brolin, he probably wouldn't have been moving his lips and his jaw a lot mm. because you know he he wouldn't have needed to because it was very quiet. So I feel like maybe they kind of just over animated yeah, right. the face a little bit, so it didn't quite match in with the words he was saying. Yeah, but other than that, geez, it was good. Yeah. No, it did look very good, and and yeah, the, I think for a CGI character to have to carry so much of the the story and the twists and the turns and and the emotions that we won't go into here, and and actions that he takes, 
again, relying on a CGI character to carry that is such a big risk in a movie that's, again, built up to be this big payoff after 18 films. And I don't think that's fair either because, really, the closest we got to even a hint at anything like this coming was the sight of the now revealed to be fake gauntlet in Thor 1 for a Mm. split second. Other than that, it's like... Well, there's no, there was no stones until Captain America. We didn't even know that was a stone until no. the Avengers, you know. So, yeah, it is, it is a big combination, and it really does feel like that. Um, fuck it, we need to get into spoilers. <laughs> this movie is so much fun. I saw it in a packed house because, god damn it, I could not get a fucking ticket to save my life for so many sessions. I had to drive a lot further away than what I thought I was going to. I got there 20 minutes before my session started. It took me 25 minutes to find a car park. <laughs> and every and it was a public holiday. No shops were open. Every person I saw walking, a lot, again, towards the cinema from a lot further away than what I was hoping to park were all wearing Marvel t-shirts. I you know, had to Iron go, Man t-shirts, Thor Hammer t-shirts. I had to go to the very last screening of the day. It was yeah. 9.10 was the screening, so I got out at midnight. Yeah. And it was packed. Yeah. It was packed. It's awesome. I, I've never seen anything like it. And I worked in the cinemas for six or seven years. And since then, I've been reviewing movies and going to a lot of screenings. And I go to the movies anyway. It's one of my favorite things to do. I have never seen a movie sell tickets like this, pack cinemas like this. And like I worked through and the Harry Potter days well. in cinemas. I would say most of the people that I, was, that I saw yesterday had pre-booked. Yeah. There was very few walk-ins. Yeah. Because for me, like we live in Australia. I hate when they come out and say... This movie comes out in two months. You should pre-book now. Secure your seats and don't be disappointed. I'm like, man, we're not like that in Australia. That's like, only because you stupid cinemas instituted allocated seating, you jerks. <laughs> man, I've actually come to really like allocated seating because... Oh, I used when you to... get in early enough, definitely. Yeah, but, yeah well, that's true because I used to work at a cinema that didn't and still doesn't do allocated seating. And I wanted to go there to watch Affinity War, but I'm like, man, I'm going to have to get there like an hour earlier yeah. just to maybe get a good you spot know in the line. how good you are at getting to places early yeah, as well. So. you know. So um, just if you're going to watch this movie, stay off active social media. Yes. <laughs> just don't listen to anyone that's seen the film. Don't watch, don't read review. I read a review today that wasn't advertised to be a spoiler-ridden review. And it didn't have so much spoilers, but they did tell you some shit that happened. I'm like, yeah. I don't feel like you need to do that. So just stay yeah. away. Book your tickets. Don't wait to go and get them. Don't just go find 3D. A time. I say this every time. Don't go 3D. There's too much happening in this movie. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. To make 3D at any point worthwhile. Because I sat in the third row from the front in 2D. And when I was going to go to a 3D session, because that was the only one I could find, I was going to be in the fourth row. Mm. Christ, that would have been a bad mistake. Yep. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of action, a lot of jump cuts, yeah. a, a lot of action. I can't say that enough. That 3D is just going to ruin your experience. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching it in 3D during its run in the cinemas after I've seen it maybe one more time just to get an idea of what 3D would look like in that movie. But I'll be yeah, sitting maybe, a lot further but for back. Your, for your first experience. No, don't do it in your first experience. No, yeah, treat yourself after because I feel like you will want to go back and watch this movie again and again. And I say that because while I teased before, like movies like this, like Star Wars or any franchise type movies, I like to go back and rewatch all the movies leading up to them. Mm. And so I'm like, that's all I'm doing is watching these movies just to go and watch the new film. And it's like, why am I bothering? Who cares? This is so sad. This is madness. Go and watch the new one. And if I come out even slightly disappointed, I feel like, why did I do all that? Yeah. And now I have no interest in that franchise until the next one comes out. Like I'm fatigued. <laughs> this, honestly, I come out of Infinity War and I'm like, I could easily go back and watch all of those movies, all 18 mm. again this weekend or over the next week, and come back and watch Infinity War again 
and I wouldn't I wouldn't feel over it. Like it just felt like such a great payoff and a great tease of things to come as well. Like it's there's so much good shit to be said about it, and we're going to talk mm. about any negatives that we might have had in a full spoilers, which will be coming up next in the channel. In the meantime, uh, you can uh, follow us on uh, social for any updates uh, to do with any of our podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Get Into Geek. Uh, you can drop us a line, getintogeek at gmail.com. Myself, personally, Mitch underscore Lewis. Let's talk some Avengers. Maddie, where are you at? Uh, at High Pitch Maddie. Yep, we're on. On the, the socials things. Yep. On the Instagram, the Instagram. And, and the Twitsville. Maddie loves Twitter. I still haven't got any DMs yet. So, I mean, Slide the, into his DMs, guys. Find him. All right, check back for a uh, full spoilers chat of Avengers Infinity War. If you haven't seen it, go see the movie. Hey, can you press the button on that uh, Infinity Gauntlet again? That sounds so cool. Oh, yeah. I hope they remember you. Get into geek.com.